Hey Jack, how are you mate? I'm good man, how are you? Yeah, very good thank you. Bit of a, bit of a strange episode today isn't it? Yeah, bonus ep. Yeah, truly a bonus ep. I, I guess uh, I wanted to bring into the studio a theme that we have discussed off mic um, a few weeks ago. You and I had a conversation, maybe a debate, maybe even an argument Whoa. <laughs> about whether we as football fans should be watching the Qatar World Cup. I was bumbling along, I admit, fairly naively. <laughs> That's not like you. <laughs> Getting excited for the, for the world's greatest football tournament, uh, which historically has been a, a month-long celebration of sport and endeavour and culture and all the, all the stuff that you know it is. Much like the FA Cup. Mm. Um, I've been to international tournaments of England, and they do have a certain sense of carnival. Uh, and the coming together of nations and cultures and languages is something that I personally find hugely attractive and enjoy. But this World Cup feels different, doesn't it? Yeah, for a variety of reasons. It's also happening in winter. Yeah, exactly. It's a big one. I mean, that puts a lot of pressure on players yeah. playing Premier League. I think it just creates a sense of unease. Yes, there certainly have been question marks about... Sorry, it feels about, different instantly. It does. About the uh, the environmental impact. We've, we've talked about that. They have the, all these aircon stadiums, which we're not very used to. Um, and there's been certainly more than question marks regarding kind of the bribes taken by Seth Blatter mm. and Michel Platini. Uh, FIFA in general about how the last few World Cups have been awarded but the biggest questions have been kind of regarding the country's human rights record absolutely um, and that can be split twofold I guess into the treatment of its citizens um, regarding women's rights and LGBT rights and of course to the workers who've, who've worked on putting the tournament together and building the stadium so there's, I think there's quite a lot to unpack there um, I think we probably don't need to go too deeply into kind of specifically the, the, uh, what's happened, because I think we both can acknowledge that, according to this, I think there was a Guardian report that said up to 6,500 workers. It's the latest field. number, yeah, as of recording. Really, you know, awful, awful stuff going on there. And I think we can both agree, morally, that's pretty bad. A lot yeah. of the stuff that goes on in Qatar is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that one's bad. We yeah. All, we can all agree. But I think that the question really is, does that make the tournament unwatchable? Yeah, and that's where we kind of that's where we split because I've I'm not said this on the podcast. I'm not watching this World mm. Cup, and it's not because I'm not a World. I love the World Cup. I watch the World Cup every year. I'm a huge fan of it, and it's probably one of my, some of my best memories of you know being in the pub watching it with friends. But I I've chosen not to watch this. And you, and you are thinking you currently at this point you're thinking you are going to watch. Well, I don't know. Okay, you're not sure. I haven't made my mind up. Yeah, I've yeah. been trying to. Um, I'm not alone in that. A lot of people are debating that right up to the last minute. I've been trying to, I guess, um, find. Make a case for why we should, why, why it's okay to watch. Yeah. Um, and I, as I said, I, I don't think it's necessarily a particularly strong case. But if I were to make that argument of why we could watch the tournament, um, I think it would have to be under some conditions. You can't just watch it blindly, right? Um, I, I've been thinking about how the World Cup, how Qatar would be if we hadn't awarded the World Cup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would the country look like now? Have you heard of the kafala system? Have you heard of that? Tell me all about it. So this is the the part of the reason they've had so many problems with workers' rights. It's, I think it's that the, the rights of the employer are completely tied to the employer. So they can't leave the country and yes, they can't, yes, they can't leave right. their job until the employee, employer gives their say-so. And it gives a huge amount of power to the employer. Mm. And that's been revoked now. Okay, revoked right. in 2017 or 2018, maybe. Maybe even later, 2020. It's been, it's been uh, reversed. And it doesn't mean uh, conditions working in, in Qatar are, you know, rosy. It's not like it's a brilliant <laughs> place to work, but it's... But it's uh, it's probably a little bit hopefully going to be a little bit better future than, than it has been before I think there's also been lots of conversations about the persecution of LGBT people um, which you know those conversations might not be happening had we not awarded the World Cup to Qatar are they happening 
Where they have in Qatar, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, that's a big question, isn't it? I can't imagine that they. Uh... So I know a spokesman recently. I've forgotten his name. He's an official ambassador to the World Cup. Did describe that as a mental defect. Yes. Very recently, and that was his kind of justification for why it's not been discussed there. Yeah. Um, so it makes you think that although 100% it's been discussed in this country, and mm-hmm. I think that's really good, and we are, and, and there's been discussion in the country over the years. I don't know what's happening amongst the elite of Qatar. Yeah, you're probably right. I think it's such a. To be honest, Jay writes is such a non-issue for, uh, for those people. For the elite, elite yeah. yeah, sorry, ruling, ruling powers that be. Discussed, yeah. um, <clears throat> that I don't know whether it's being discussed. I, I, but I can certainly guarantee that we wouldn't be discussing, and the world wouldn't be discussing uh, Qatar's treatment of gay people if we mm. didn't have a World Cup there. If that makes sense. That's true. Um, I totally agree, and, I, and that's I think that's a, that's a point everyone else has made. A lot of people are making. I think everyone kind of saw Gary Neville kind of went a bit viral for him on having one interview saying, you know. This is how we start conversations. I think a lot of people's issues is can we not have these conversations at home or can we not have these conversations whilst not accepting money? And I think that's where a lot of, not us necessarily, not necessarily yeah. the viewers, but a lot of pundits, um, like Gary Neville, like Gary Lineker, who seem to be very uneasy with it, but are still taking quite huge paychecks. Absolutely, yeah. Um, David Beckham is one I really like and I think I think he's a good bloke. Um, Joe Lysett, the comedian today, came out saying he considers him a gay icon, which I didn't realise, but apparently uh, David Beckham was instrumental in. Um, kind of getting like, letting, like, like making football accessible for gay people yeah. um, he's taken a £10 million paycheck to become an ambassador or something like that for a kind of spokesperson for the yeah. World Cup and I think that's there's a big question marks there saying okay is this a conversation piece or is this you guys getting paid and I think that's a, that's a very good point I, I personally couldn't um, I don't feel like I would want to take a paycheck if I was working there. No, I was invited to work yeah. There. So it's that thing of you can't. I think that's that that immediately that argument of, and not necessarily for the people at home, right? For us, because we're not taking a paycheck. Yeah. But those people out there, the people in the media who are doing it, you can't. It feels like you can't have both. You can be out there and give money to charity, maybe, and say I'm here to kind of as a journalist. I think that's slightly different, and that doesn't yeah. seem to be happening really. So, I think that's a that's exactly the point that we want to make is, um, therefore, are you? Um, can you kind of wash your hands with responsibility and watch it from home if, mm. if you aren't getting paid by the Qatari state? And I, my personal feeling is I think that the modern sports fan has got to realise they aren't just a sports fan with a love no. of the game anymore. They are a customer to the rights holders Absolutely. and the TV rights holders. And therefore, if you are watching, you are a customer and you're essentially buying the product. Yeah, and you're saying that any of their saying the product is okay to be Exactly. Sold. I did some research on this um, because I wanted to know whether how much, if I watched the World Cup, how much of my money how much uh, of me being a customer would go straight to the Qatari state mm-hmm. it's actually quite a small amount I think a lot of it goes to FIFA FIFA seems to own all the sponsorship rights yeah, yeah. all the TV rights um, but FIFA are the people who have awarded this tournament to Qatar Absolutely. and therefore you are essentially I think we all need to get our heads around it if we are watching it you are endorsing that decision yeah and you're, and you're endorsing this decision a similar decision happening next time right so exactly. if this, yeah. this happens again you know it's and that's what I said Blatter came out recently Deming it, but he was obviously instrumental in it happening. So it's a case of it's. Um, I think that's what, and I, you know, I think people probably listen to this and I've discussed this with people saying I'm not going to watch it. And they think well, that's going to make any difference, and they're probably right. But it's it's a case of well, if well, let's say half the people in the UK didn't watch it, that would make a difference. Yeah, that's exactly. the thing. It needs to snowball. And I suppose, do you think? And this is a, and this is a question to listeners as well. Do you think you're? Do you think people are really thinking about it and people are really convicted about it, or is this us living in our London bubble? of people we, all of my friends seem to be thinking about it do you think everyone in the country is thinking about it do you think everyone in the world is thinking about it or are they just watching truthfully the I think most people in the world are watching the World Cup and I can't, I can't necessarily blame them for that no. 
I think I would have been doing that had it not been for you. So I've got your, oh. you to pat on the back for that because um, I don't think we'd even be doing this podcast if we hadn't had that inverted commas argument. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely grateful for you to that. But I, I think part of the reason we wanted to do this podcast was to get the, the people in our circles, our very close friends, talking about it because I'm not sure many people are talking about no, it. No, totally. And, and at least posing the question in their head, should I be watching this? And just in doing that, you are acknowledging that there is um, there is a wrong in this in the tournament being hosted in in this in this company in this country and in this climate. Yeah, and and the the one thing that I so I'm I'm not watching it and I I I am condemning it. One thing I really want to stress as well is that you've mentioned the change of that law, which is fantastic. Mm. But that this these stadiums this 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 uh, tournament is built off the backs of the people who suffered because of the law that was in place. I think it's interesting that this. I'm, you know, this is maybe me being people probably roll their eyes at this, but I this phrase migrant workers, I think it's a fancy word for slaves. I think this is slavery, um, and I think when we when we start to use kind of terms like slavery and actually endorsement, things start to change. We start to I think that's really important rhetoric. The think, one, go on. so I think you're right. Uh, from what I've read about this kafala system online, it is it is basically modern slavery. Yeah, slavery, um, and it's also worth saying that 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 uh, system has been abolished pretty much once all the infrastructure has been built so. yeah so it's very easy kind of it's win for them good it? go forward maybe but not necessarily good for we can't uh, say we've done what we need to do for this world cup no of course yeah and um, I know and this is it's coming up very recently and I, and I do hope this will change before the world cup because there's a lot of press about this now but not only did 6,000 sorry 6,500 people die according to the Guardian um, those families had not been compensated as of yet as well so effectively they were people were enslaved worked to death and the families of the people were not paid yeah or in fact acknowledge that they've been killed yeah. I think I think since uh, the beginning of building the infrastructure in 2010 since since uh, Qatar was awarded the World Cup it's something like 30 people have been uh, have been said that uh, have been the Qataris are reporting about 30 people have died yeah, from so nowhere near the max figures we're seeing from uh, Western media it's described people dying as natural causes because I mean if you can describe being out in 50 degrees as natural then I guess it is, yeah. 50, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it is natural causes but yeah um, and I think I think that might change because there's a big thing about that that's something that can be rectified now we can't bring those people back to life but we could potentially someone could pay these families and I hope, so I, I hope by the time this goes out this will be irrelevant and those people would have been paid we don't know um, there's a big pressure on that one thing I do find really unhelpful is and it's a question we've kind of joked about on our last on the last episode we recorded um, let's say we don't host a World Cup in Qatar let's say we host it everyone says to host it in the UK right but then you might say well the UK has loads of things wrong with it right and we, yeah. have, we have a very corrupt government I think, that's, I think it's okay to say so where do you host the World Cup that's, that's exactly what I want to talk about as well um, I think we are in danger to be honest of kind of if we boycott this World Cup as we are talking about doing mm-hmm. um, are we denying future hosts the opportunity to change for the better so uh, are we disabling kind of a, a discourse by completely westerni- westernising the tournament? If we say um, World Cups have to meet our Western values, essentially, yeah, and therefore only Western countries can host it because only they meet our values, we are then shutting off a lot of countries from, from potentially changing to, to what we see as a better world. To get the World Cup on board, yeah. yeah. Totally, man. And, I, and that's what I truly struggle with as well. But I think, I think, I think nearly every country... Um, in the modern world is kind of anti-slavery for most most developed countries well yeah and I think that's the one thing where maybe maybe we set a precedent where saying okay let's start small and say if someone you can't kill a thousand slaves to build you know, is, it, yeah. is, it, is that kind of thing I, but I don't I do know exactly what you mean and the LGBT question is so fascinating isn't it because um, the, re- I think the reason why that's so uneasy with so many people that you know people are coming out saying listen lots, lots of parts of the world don't allow you to be uh, openly gay 
and that's the reality of lots of countries playing at the World Cup. The fact is, FIFA, the Premier League, many players are constantly endorsing being gay and LGBT rights. So I think a lot of people are uncomfortable because it doesn't match up what we're seeing constantly day to day. I don't see how... Is it fair, and this is a question more than anything, is it fair that Harry Kane can wear the rainbow armband in the Premier League? We can wear rainbow laces in the Premier League and then these players will go to the, to the Qatar World Cup. Is that right? Are they, well, are, they, are they just selling out? As you mentioned, is it fair that Gary Neville can be a mem- member of the Labour Party but also go, be paid by a government thing, yeah. that destroyed or killed loads of its workers? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Marcus Rashford is going to the World Cup, someone I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. I think he's a wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, he's someone who's campaigned for really wonderful things. Again, he's going out there. And you know, and, and there's a lot of talk as well. And I, I, that people go out there. Listen, if Harry Kane walks out on that pitch and wears a rainbow armband, and people get throw stuff at him, and he becomes a symbol of something, that's wonderful. But yeah. at the same time, is that an excuse for going? I, it, it's. I, I, we're not saying there's any easy answer, right? I'm not saying boycotting it is the answer. I'm not saying that's my way of dealing with it. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying you know it's, it's easy for me to criticise Harry Kane. I think I think a big thing for me and for people is the wages and what's getting paid. There's an element of going there trying to make a difference and giving the wages to a good cause there's a different case when you go there and get paid for it and take the money to yourself I think that's one thing that I'd like to talk about that hasn't been talked about at all and hasn't, I haven't seen anywhere in the, in the press or in the media or any publicity is that we've seen the explosion of the women's game over the last few mm-hmm. years Absolutely. and this is a country that wouldn't allow, allow that. that tournament to be hosted yeah. it's a country that for example doesn't allow women so women of a certain age to travel without the permission of a man mm-hmm. women to get jobs without the permission of a man yeah. and what does that say what does that you know, FIFA doesn't exactly look like an equal body that endorses the same values if it's Absolutely. hosting a tournament in a country that wouldn't host another one of its tournaments. That doesn't make sense, does it? And, you know, and, and, open, and then women's game is a lot <coughs> further ahead in the men's game in terms of openly gay players. There's several openly gay players. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. That, can, that doesn't seem right as well. So, and again, it comes down to that thing of maybe... <laughs> I'm not, we're asking FIFA to make changes. These FIFA made... We're in the situation because of FIFA. But is it a case of us as the people? And I, I bring it always back to the uh, Super League, the, the European Super League. It seems like fans really changed something there. It feels like not FIFA, not FA, not clubs. It felt like fans said no. Yeah. And within the, what, two days, that was destroyed. Can something like that happen again where we kind of set precedent saying, right, well, you know, it can't be built on back of slaves. It can't be homophobic. And, and it is, it is falls into that, that Western category again. But do we need to set precedent? What, what makes a country good enough to host a World Cup? I think that's that's a great great place to leave it on. Yeah. Um, for this World Cup, should we just summarise? Uh, my personal feeling is that if you're going to watch it, you, you probably should be doing a couple of things. Um, you should be kind of knowing about the sacrifices that have been made to put the tournament on. You should be educating yourself a little bit about Qatari culture and Sharia law, which is the, the na- national law in, in Qatar, and about the kafala system. Um, you should be being vigilant, I guess, to the, the messaging that you're receiving and being presented with about the country. Um and also knowing how, as a viewer, you are a customer, and therefore you are lining the pockets of the organisers one way or the other. Mm. And I'm not watching it, so I'm going to probably work on the podcast, Alex. I'll probably write some funny jokes. I might make some fake news stories um, about newts playing football and stuff. They were funny. Yeah, and um, who knows what I'll do. Um, I yeah. think uh, it's probably worth us saying we'll be releasing... If you aren't watching the World Cup, we will be, re- be releasing one episode from the podcast because we've got about six more to release. One episode per week throughout the World Cup just to give you guys something else to do yeah that's a great idea no kidding yeah, that'll line our pockets um, and you know we're not fat cats <laughs> yet we know I know, I know for a fact Jack the number of listeners we have it won't be lining our pockets <laughs> <laughs> cheers guys